Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jonathan Bender, TJ Ford, Fett Lever, Joey Devine, Jay Williams, Jason Williams. Jason White Chocolate Not White Murder Williams Sean Keen Jamal Monster Mash Mashburn Bobby Hurley Musical Guest The Cranberries And now the host of Round Ball Rock Hello, welcome to another edition of Round Ball Rock. I'm back. I'm Dave. Welcome uh, back. Sean, Dave. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Yeah. Joey. Hi. It's Lit Fam. Nice. Uh, let's start off where we always start off with a little bit of listener mail. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we have a number one fan, and his name is Dubaroo. The Dubs came strong with an excellent question here. Is I don't Steph know the Dub. Yeah, I don't know. Dubaroo has not invited us to his wedding yet. I don't. T two has. I'm really not sure. I'm going to go to to Dubaroo's wedding. <laughs> Is, Since, uh, well, guy, you, you're not even like, invited. You're I know. Well, invited. if I was, it would be weird. It would be very weird. Like, oh, I really like this podcast, so I invited these dudes to come to my wedding. Here's my mom. So, are, Here's my other mom. Are you <laughs> saying? Are you saying T two is weird? Because um, T two invited us to his wedding. 
Dave. I'm not saying it's weird. I'm saying I would feel weird. <laughs> I, I okay. would be uncomfortable, and I don't want to make, I don't want to ruin anyone's wedding. Uh, but Dabaru, more importantly, asked a really good question: Is Steph Curry Amish? This this beard is getting out of control. I got to say, I was just watching Return to Amish on TLC yesterday after the game, uh-huh. and uh, it really it, it reinforced uh, Dabaru's point here that his beard is is. Definitely, like, Pennsylvania Dutch adjacent right now. It's not good. I would almost say that Steph Curry is less wild even than an Amish person. Like, he's he's a little bit tame even for people that don't use technology. Well, I don't yeah, know. I, I, that shimmy he does after he hits a three is pretty erotic. I'm no, I don't know if that would fly in Amish country. Mm-hmm. I have less a problem with the beard and more a problem with the Hamilton hat he was wearing after the game. Because oh, it's yeah. Like, come on. Like, we what, did you also forget your Les Mis sweatshirt uh, at tech rehearsal? Well, I mean, Steph Curry recently saw Hamilton. He loves Hamilton, right? He also apparently also has the Aaron Burr hat. So he was wearing the A ham. Apparently, there's an A burr, and uh, yeah, Ethan Sherwood Strauss's last ESPN column was all about uh, Steph Curry not giving away his shot. I mean, it's a good show. You guys haven't seen it, so you don't know. You seen Hamilton? I went in New York. Man, yeah, I had great seats. It was it was fantastic. It was moving. I cried at the end. I think uh, yeah, you guys, sure. Would you, you wear the it? gear? Would you wear the gear on national TV? No, probably not. Because it's like, okay, that came out what two years ago now. It's kind of, it's kind of tired, man. I see that hat on on uh, you know casting assistants uh, at the Silver Lake Reservoir. It's not cool anymore. Yeah, it's like, like get some fun home gear. Right? <laughs> no, that's even older, man. That's <laughs> like six years ago. Yeah, that <laughs> one's... <laughs> We're talking about Great Comet here, man. Alright, get some Great Comet gear. Wow, that's... That... Nice. What if Tonys he... are coming up, guys. Two weeks. If he, if he was wearing... <laughs> Are we doing a special Tony's Live podcast? I would love it. We just uh, talk about we just give our awards to the greatest Tonys in the league. So it's like Tony Parker, Tony Massenberg, Tony Batie. Oh yeah, There's great a lot of Laker, great Laker Tony Batie. Andrew Tony. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Tony Douglas. There you go. <laughs> I think we have to do this podcast. Hey guys, if we get to thirty three. Re- iTunes, we'll do a special Tony's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean, I cut you off. What were you going to say, buddy? I was only going to say Neil Patrick Gary Harris, so you were right to cut me off. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that hat was whack. Um, Trey Cool X asked another question. Um, apparently, you guys on the last episode asked readers how they would like to die based on the draft combine question. So Trey Kulak said, I bet Kobe would want to die as he lived on a basketball court surrounded by his music cage puppets. Uh, ouch, man. God, Kobe's not that crazy. How do I want to die? Yes, he is. Yes, he's exactly that crazy. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hey, 
You know what? Goat. He's a goat. Okay. I don't have anything else to say here. He's, he's in Kansas goat. City. He's he's goat. the goat. 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 But you don't even goat. you don't even think he's the goat. No, it's a joke. Okay. Uh, what if he had a goat puppet in that muse cage? Isn't that what's a missing? On, a, a little on the nose. Okay. A little on the nose. Um, so Bury my heart in Canvas City. That's all I know. <laughs> solid. Real solid. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think... How so, do you want to die, Dave? You didn't how answer How do I want to die? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I, I thought one, someone was going to read the question to me. My bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm asking you. How do you want to die? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Is that a weird answer? I don't want to die? not a weird answer. Sounds no. like you should be wearing a fame hat, because you want to live forever. That's right. I just don't... Dying sounds really terrible. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't sound good to me. I, I, the lack of existing is just not, not pleasurable. What do you guys think? Well, we answered this question last week. Joey's... Or last episode. Joey's, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> Uh, Joey wants to walk into the desert or the ocean. Uh, so people aren't sure whether I'm alive or dead. He wants a, an air of mystery to, to dying. And uh, my answer is I would like to um, have a massive embolism moments after having an Oscar taking away, taken away from me that was incorrectly awarded. <laughs> Solid. I like uh, it. Be- and Becky then Jimmy the Fallon tries to riff. Yeah. <laughs> Becky had the best answer, though. She what wants to be uh, shot in the head with a t-shirt cannon at a Spurs game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that can be arranged, girl. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on. We, there's no news, but do we want to do the news news drop anyway? We have news later in the rundown. Okay. Oh, see, I don't, no spoilers, guys. God damn. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Let's let's talk up front here then about Warriors Spurs game one, maybe the most controversial game one in a long time. Uh, breaking news: Greg Popovich is a real mad uh, at Zaza Pachulia <laughs> for what he referred to as, and I quote, a totally unnatural closeout that ended up injuring Kawhi Leonard and prevented him from finishing game one and has ruled him out for game two as well. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about your favorite basketball coach taking a big, fat, hairy dump on your favorite basketball team? I mean, that's... Uh, it's fair. It's fair. Like he... Do you think it was a dirty play? I'm, if yes. It, if I was going by <laughs> Joey I, says yes immediately. If I was going by <laughs> if I was going by soccer rules, though, it's a yellow card. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like the, there's no provision in basketball for that. But I don't know. I mean, he was he was closing out, but at the same time, it's 
usually when you have somebody trying to like land under a guy who's shooting, he's not fading away and backwards to his left. Like, I don't know. I feel like it was a reckless play, but the idea that Zaza Pachulia was actually coordinated enough to pull off this kind of two-step spin around, get your heel under a guy's foot is kind of... I don't know. It 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 seems like it was. I I think you're giving Zaza Pachulia's coordination maybe a lot of credit. If that's like the magical, I don't know. I maybe I maybe I'm being too easy on Zaza Pachulia, who kind of is a dirty player. I'm not. I mean, isn't that why they got him? They didn't get him for his scoring prowess. Here's they got him to lay the wood to some people. Yeah, I mean, just, look, it, it was a dirty play for sure. I don't think he was intentionally trying to injure him. But also, like, LaMarcus Aldridge did that same thing to Steph Curry one play later. And the Spurs also retired Bruce Bowen's number, the guy who is, like, the king of this. Well, this is the thing that really pisses me off about everybody who's like, oh, I hate the Warriors even more now, and uh, I can't believe they're going to win this series. They don't deserve it, and there's going to be an asterisk on this, this series. Like, whatever. First of all, those are the, mostly the same people who were complaining that the NBA is too soft. Yeah. Oh, it's too soft. Oh, there's no hand checking. Oh, it used to be physical. You'd clothesline a dude in the playoffs if you had to. And now you see physicality in this series, and it ends up being pivotal, and people are bitching. People are complaining yeah. that, oh, it's too physical now. Like, make up your mind. I understand that most of sports media uh, and the ecosystem of sports media is based upon just bouncing takes back and forth and, and not being consistent and just saying whatever seems the most controversial. But this is the maybe the most egregious instance of people just having no fucking backbone uh, in a long time. And you know what? Congratulations to the Warriors for getting a competitive advantage for once. Uh, too bad. <laughs> for <laughs> once. I'm, I'm tired of all the crying. I'm tired Jeff, of all of it. Jeff Edgundy went totally crazy during the game and had gotten to the point of from saying like, oh, that's a rough play too. Why don't they call a flagrant foul when somebody steps on your foot to like talking about ejections because he's so bored with basketball <laughs> yeah. that he just Well, he spends, was the one who was... Sorry, go ahead, continue. He just spends like 20 to 25 minutes of every broadcast calling back some conversation that he and Mark Jackson had at the beginning of the game. And he was the one who's like, oh, yeah, the Warriors are going to win. Why are we even covering these games? Yeah. Who cares? Also, he coached like, okay, the, cool, Knicks. the yeah, Knicks. The Knicks. One of the dirtiest the dirty... teams of all time is those Knicks teams. So, yeah, uh, I, I do think an 80s basketball player would be just laughing at this, except 80s basketball players hate the Warriors, so they would yeah. be fake indignant as well. They're soft when it – when. Uh... When they play beautiful basketball and they're dirty when they get physical. So, I mean, they've been suffering people doing this to them for years. Trying to hurt Steph, trying to hurt Draymond, trying to hurt whoever it is. Uh, and yes, Draymond Green is definitely a dirty player, but those guys, dirty players are the reason why teams win championships. 
That's a very good point. <laughs> Every championship dynasty had a player who was just a fucking piece of shit and constantly was <laughs> people. If it's not Bill Lambeer, it's it's Kevin McHale. If it's not McHale, it's Kurt Rambis. Just on down the line, the Jordan Bulls had plenty of guys like that. I mean, Dennis Rodman yeah. was maybe the most annoying basketball player. <laughs> and they won three titles in a row. Yeah. The Spurs had Bruce Bowen. Uh, the Lakers dynasty. The Rick Shaq, Fox. Kobe Lakers. Rick Fox, exactly. Like, what, Robert what Ory. Robert Ory actually was dirtier as a San Antonio Spur. So he threw... Steve Nash into a scorer's table and broke his nose. But uh, Popovich was his coach, too. Yeah. Popovich is just, he's complaining because he's got to rally his troops. That's all. Well, but he's also he playing it. the refs. He's playing the refs. Yeah, totally. He's going to get a bunch of calls. This is why I think that the Spurs are going to potentially challenge a bit more. I don't think they're going to win now that Kawhi's been ruled out. But I think they might... Come with some feistiness uh, in game two. We'll see. I think so. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, too, that Zaza Pachulia also injured another superstar this year, and his name is Kevin Durant. So <laughs> let's let's just keep in mind, Zaza <laughs> is an, he's an oaf. Like, yeah, he's, he's not. He's clumsy as fuck. He's an old man. He, wear, he weighs 285 pounds. You know, come on. He's an oaf. <laughs> Oaf's got well, an oaf. The Spurs would have been smart to sign uh, Kendrick Perkins to a 10-day uh, late in the season, and maybe uh, they could have somebody to throw bows with. But they don't. Um, speaking of oafs, Draymond Green uh, got his second technical foul. Not that he's... A, okay, he's not an oaf, guys. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he's... he's, he's his arms and legs don't necessarily do what he expects them to do. That's all I'm saying. Second technical in the game, uh, or in, in the, for the playoffs, and uh, seven, as you guys know, is what uh, the number is to get a suspension. So, mm-hmm. the is with two rounds left, potentially two, I mean, pro- probably two, left for the Warriors, how many do you think he's going to end up with at the end of the uh, playoffs? Uh, I think he gets three more. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think he's going to hit seven. I I don't think so either. It's too late now, right? Yeah. They could be playing... If he had three series left, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, he, he managed to go... He managed to play... He managed to get six wins without a technical. I wonder if he... I hope he doesn't feel like he's complaining with house money. But also, the technical he got in the game was pretty chintzy. It was a weird technical, for sure. I honestly couldn't... It's rare that you see a Draymond Green technical and you say, I don't know how he got that. Because normally it's uh, extremely obvious and mm-hmm. unmistakable. But this time, it, it I guess he was taunting? Yeah, he. I guess he he yelled at Jonathan Simmons. I don't know. What was weird about it was I felt like the first technical was undeserved, but he maybe should have gotten a second technical because he kept yelling at the ref for a very long time afterwards. 
I wonder how they determine that, because it seems like he yells so much after technicals and while walking away. I would be really curious to learn about the unwritten rules of technicals. Like, what's the magic word that means an automatic technical? Like, uh, what are the ethics of things you say when you're not looking at the ref? Like, I know that if you pump your fist, it's an automatic technical. And, it, and then it kind of, like, punching of the air. But, uh... Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if there are, like, if a guy, if there's magic words in that a guy will just go out and get a technical knowingly. You know what I mean? Like, like if I call the ref this, I'll definitely get a technical, and I'm gonna do it anyway. Right. Um, the the N word is an automatic technical. Well, I know they say. Is it not? That, uh, I I don't know. Um, but I know they say that you have to wait three days to call a ref if for your best shot to not get a technical. Oh, oh yeah, you got yeah. Be. That's <laughs> swingers rules. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Oh, okay. And uh, if you if you say the secret word to a ref, he'll scream real. Loud. He'll blow his whistle real loud. Yeah, see this playhouse rules. <laughs> Uh, and you also can't talk about Fight Club. That's a that's an automatic. That's an automatic ejection. Yeah, actually. you're out. Yeah. Do not talk about that's that. That's two yeah. technicals if you talk about Fight Club. Yeah, but if it's your first day at Referee Fight Club, you have to fight. You have to fight a ref. It's crazy. <laughs> well, before we move on, let's just talk about let's just talk about Game Two a little bit because I've planted my flag in favor of the Warriors winning now that I know that Kawhi's out. But what do you guys think? I mean, foe, 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 baby. Still. It's wow. a, it's a yeah. goddamn bummer that Kawhi Leonard is out, though. Um, yes. Although, I did, I did posit that the Spurs could simply continue to shed star players and get better and better and better. And, you know, it's possibly in play. Jonathan Simmons mm. played pretty well. I think the only guy you can't say that for is Kawhi Leonard because he's young and he's the best defensive player in the league besides Draymond. Uh, I, I, I don't think that there's anybody on the bench that can do what he does, all the things that he does. Uh, if we're talking about, like, let's say LaMarcus Aldridge, maybe, but I don't know. I think it's done now. I think it, the series is over. I think we, we wrap this shit up. I think it is faux, faux, faux. I think they get swept. Uh, I think so too, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, it's just a shame. Like they're a fun team, and uh, you know, there's something to be said for they've played the Warriors four times this year now, and they've taken a twenty point lead in three of those games. Yeah, that's that's that says something. I mean, even if you're yeah. not holding a twenty point lead, that's yeah, that's to get up that high on a team that good is pretty impressive. They've solved and, you know, something. Yeah, they're, they're real, I mean, we, we've kind of saw that in the Rocket series where they do a really good job of just denying three point looks, and when that's the case for the Warriors, you take off, you take away a lot of their offensive variability, and you know Kevin Durant, you can't really stop him 
from getting like a 15 foot mid range shot. But I do feel like the Spurs were kind of content to let some of those shots go up as long as they weren't giving up threes. Um, the other thing it seems like they figured out is that the Warriors apparently have a tendency to foul on layups. Because I think the Spurs maybe got six and ones during that game. I want to say there were four in the first half alone. Uh, guys just going to the basket, getting fouled, making their shots. So, and I wonder if that's a defensive thing that showed up on tape, too. I mean, they reach a lot. That's like their whole defensive game plan. So, it would be a thing that pops off, I would guess. Yeah, there seems to me also, you know, just a lot of moments of them disrupting passing lanes where you think a guy is going to be cutting and there's just, there's a Spurs defender right between the guy passing off the block and the guy cutting the basket. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that they have the, the defensive prowess to guard all of those guys without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean... It's a shame, yeah. I'll say, I'll say despite the fact that I was very uh, vocal in my defense of Zaza Pachulia, I do think it's a bummer that we're not going to see two healthy basketball teams play against each other in, in a series we've all been waiting for for so long. But he's well within his rights to, to, to do what he did and be clumsy and hurt a guy. <laughs> it sucks, but that, that's, there's so much historical precedent for things like this happening and being pivotal in the series that to, to complain about it is the height of hypocrisy. The uh, I also think we shouldn't let David Lee off the hook entirely. Uh, Kawhi sprained his ankle on his own teammate uh, a couple minutes before that Zaza play. So, you know, could be a sleeper agent. He could still be working for the Dubs, right? Right, Joey? No, he's not working for the Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get a rank for it, so no. <laughs> Here's here's a question, Dave, and I don't I'm not really yeah. like a physiologist or anything. Never but I. say you sprained your ankle five yeah. days ago and then you turn your ankle again in a game, should yeah. you leave the court for thirty seconds of game action and come back, or should you maybe go to the locker room and tape your ankle? You need to shut it down. I mean, yeah. I've I've sprained my ankle badly on the basketball court, and granted I am not the physical specimen that Kawhi Leonard is, nor do I have the uh, fantastic medical services that an NBA basketball player has offered or the the training uh, facilities. But it hurts like a motherfucker, and you can't walk. That's Isaiah Thomas playing on a busted ankle in the finals is still like the most impressive physical feat I've ever heard of in basketball because there's no way you can walk or run or jump on on a sprained ankle when it's swelling up and and uh, it just hurts to do anything. So yeah, get his ass off the court. For God's sake, tape him up, pump him full of drugs. Yep, pump him full it, of drugs to get him off the court. It was weird to me that they didn't even retape it. Right. Now I mean I don't because. Know if- as someone who's watched Steph Curry have ankle <laughs> problems for years, one thing that always happens when he turns his ankle is 
he goes to the locker room and everyone gets scared for five minutes and then he comes back out and it's retaped and then plays. Yeah, it looks like Kawhi Leonard maybe retied his shoe. That was like the extent of the injury treatment he got. That doesn't seem like enough. I don't know. Maybe yeah, they're great well, shoes. Maybe they're great shoes. Maybe he's got they're hand not toes. They're not, yeah. they're not feelers, that's for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to Wizards-Celtics Game 7 tonight. Oh, <gasps> boy! Should we talk about Game 6 a little bit? The, the funeral that was not? Six. The that funeral was... that did not happen? Yeah, so this is... This... I love it. <laughs> this is the second time one of these teams is dressed for the other's funeral, right? Yes. And the first time was the Washington Wizards in the regular season. Which is a hilarious thing to do. And they blew out the Celtics. They killed them. (laughs) But what a weird thing to do for a regular season game to be like, we're dressing for your funeral. Even though... You are in first place, and this is the 53rd game of the season. (laughs) Uh, The Celtics also claimed that they did not dress for a funeral. Avery Bradley said it was a coincidence that everyone on their team wore all black. Uh, Do you you believe Uh him? Yeah. No. Because think about how ridiculous (laughs) NBA players dress now. That they're all like, oh, yeah, we're all going to wear... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to wear black tonight. Uh, you know, I'm also going to wear black tonight. No one wore a fucking flower print, like, blouse. Yeah. No one, <laughs> no one wore a Hamilton hat? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no one wore a poncho? Okay. Uh-huh. No one wore, wore a really that... <laughs> jersey? Yeah. Get out of here, buddy. Like, you know what? I'm, I, one thing I'm tired of with athletes, they can't just be honest. Like they're always <laughs> with us. Like, oh yeah, no, this is this is not a passive aggressive move that I'm making right now. No, no, this is totally just a coincidence. Okay, sure. We're all yeah. I I just ca- I just came to this game dressed as a photographer for no reason. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Hang on. So uh, yeah, Westbrook has done it. He did it twice last year. Celtics, uh, is this is this always destined to fail? The funeral close? Not when the just... Washington Wizards do it, baby, in the middle of the regular season. Yeah, it's almost like maybe it's more about how you play on the court than what you wear, and you shouldn't be worried about sending a statement anymore. Getting on Sports Center, it's just ridiculous. It's so stupid. I would never allow my team. <coughs> that i would be yelling at them if they did that shit because you basically jinxed yourself i believe in jinxes i don't believe in a lot of like spiritual shit but i believe that you can jinx yourself and that you can psych yourself out and you can totally fuck yourself by doing something so juvenile so stupid aggressive that it's gonna ruin and they deserve to lose and sorry sorry celtics fans you deserve to lose I absolutely believe they deserve to lose. Also, uh, because of the the game, the, their go ahead shot was one of the luckier last second shots we've ever seen. 
Uh, well, I mean, oh, well, Al Horford. You mean when Al Horford just kind of threw up that uh, that shot and then it bounced off the glass? In? When you accidentally hit the backboard <laughs> and the shot goes in, that's lucky. I think that's a fair uh, standard, right? Yeah, backboards, I don't know if I would say luck is involved, but poor shooting is definitely involved, being a bad shot. You don't, I mean, the backboard is a last resort. I mean, if you're Tim Duncan, fine. Well, Tim Duncan was usually hitting the backboard from, like, crazy angles and making shots he had no business making because he knew, uh, you know, from years of practice how to bounce the ball exactly from the right angle into the basket. But, that, I mean, I don't know if Al Horford qualifies in the Tim Duncan uh, milieu at all. I mean, he's... Actually, I, know, I know he doesn't. <laughs> I think he said it was unintentional as well. Yeah, like of course. He's, this is the biggest bank bailout since Merrill Lynch. Hey, at Dennis Miller NFL. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. Twitter, it's good, good, good Twitter account. Um, so what's next? And what's next for trolling for basketball uh, pregame outfit trolling? Who's going to be oh, the one question. to take this to the next level? I I definitely could see somebody wearing like the Curry twos when they're up three one, even if they're Ooh. not necessarily playing the Warriors. Ooh. Um, I mean, why not? People dress for a funeral as if that's the only bad thing. Like I I'm expecting, I fully expect this to happen. Somebody who's, you know, in, like, the gunner class of players, maybe you're, like, Dame Lillard type, showing up in, like, full Western wear, like they're going to a duel. <laughs> maybe or samurai, samurai outfits. I mean, maybe Steph Curry's already dressing for a duel with his Hamilton Burr hats. <laughs> um, I think... In the NBA Finals, if they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry should come to a game dressed as those cookies from LeBron James's party. Wow. So, so he's actually wearing a costume of a cookie dressed as a tombstone. Yes, <laughs> with his own name, with their names on it. I like this because I feel like it's only going to get more specific. Yeah, like it's going to reference. <laughs> something um, as opposed to the generic oh we're wearing all black you know what some people wear all black to to weddings too guys so that's a fail that's a huge fail yeah i mean like are you dressed as a fashion designer because that seems like that's what they wear or like everybody's everybody dresses like louis ck to the game is that it people wear black to uh to court too so you know slow your roll nba I would, love to, I would love to see uh, maybe like a Snuggy Fest where everyone's like, yeah, we're putting them to bed tonight. So we're all wearing <laughs> Snuggies. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> oh, we're putting them to bed. You bring like Goodnight Moon as a book and like a, like yeah. a big jug of milk and some cookies. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just really hungry and I need, I need my calcium. That's why I'm I'm drinking this milk and eating these cookies. And I like to read Goodnight Moon to get pumped up for the game. 
And as for as for this uh, this snuggie, I just like to be comfortable, man. What the fuck? This isn't a, this isn't this isn't passive aggressive at all. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see those kind of outfits where, um, like, it's a pure troll of the media, where where you're not even really sure what the connection is, where it's like, uh, you know, Avery Bradley was wearing like an astronaut outfit to the game. I don't even know how to read that one. <laughs> Like, yeah, they definitely should fuck with us more. They're all wearing like old Bart Simpson t-shirts and they refuse to say why. <laughs> oh, do the Bartman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of oh, they're going to do the Bartman for game five? <laughs> uh, we just wanted to shout out to our, our friend uh, Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> That's good. You know, we know her, our, friend from, our friend from church. <laughs> Wait, isn't she a Scientologist? Uh, we had, first rule of Scientology is you don't talk about Scientology. Oh my bad, that's an automatic flagrant. Um, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's take a quick break, guys. We've been at this for a little bit. Let's uh, speak to speak about uh, our latest sponsor here. Um, it's a new sponsor this week again. Don't ask me why. We just have another new sponsor. It's a new fashion line. From Carmelo Anthony. You know, sometimes people don't have time to shop because they're on an NBA road trip or a banana boat or visiting a strip club. And normal online retailers simply don't make pants that accommodate for your giant ass. But now there's a solution. It's Mellow's Junk in the Trunk Club. Here's how it works. You go online and they enter your fashion profile. What tattoos do you have? What are your 12 favorite kinds of fancy hats? What shirts do your estranged wife like? Then they lock in you into a five-year contract. And each month, they send you new items. Expensive items. Really? This product needs to get traded, man. Mellow's Junk in the Trunk Club. Look for them at LA Live this fall. LA Live, of course, is the uh, premier entertainment destination in North America. Wow. So check it out. Very good that we got finally got Mellow. To sponsor a podcast at the height of his career, we got him yeah right maybe <laughs> most most powerful he's ever been. Um, can we get the news drop here real quick? Sure can. Nice. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Okay, so again, Greg Popovich, the master of the press conference, the king of the world, is participating in a little thing I like to call the I'm drumming with my fingers right now, guys, but you can't hear it because I'm on a, a headset. <laughs> the woke off. Oh, oh, it's been so long. It's too long, guys. It's been too long. Um, Greg Popovich is back talking about everyone's least favorite president of the United States, Donald Trump. But in a classic passive-aggressive move, and again, this just proves NBA personalities are the most passive-aggressive people on the planet, he refused to say the man's name. Here's Trump? Dr- Why yes. wouldn't he say Trump? I don't know. I mean, that really worked. Shouts <laughs> oh, out. Oh, that yeah. kills him. Down. Oh, it makes oh. him so mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
all those hats. Um, okay, so you know why it's funny because it because it says that his family was immigrants. Yeah, they're foreign. Okay, so here is uh, a little snippet of Greg Popovich's statement on the Prez. Usually things happen. You go to work, and you got your family, and you do what you do. But to this day, I feel there is a dark cloud, a pall over the whole country. It's got nothing to do with the Democrats losing the election. It's got to do with the way one individual conducts himself. One individual. And that's embarrassing. It's, it's dangerous to our institutions and what we all stand for and what we expect the country to be. But for this individual, this individual, he says. This again, individual. This individual. He's in a game show. And everything that happens begins and ends with him. Not our people or our country. Every time he talks about those things, it's just a ruse. That's just disingenuous, cynical, and fake. Okay. Well, what do you guys think about that? I mean, it's pretty scathing. Uh, though, who knows who he's talking about? I don't know. It could be. Could be. It's just some individual who conducts himself badly. He I could mean, be... I'm. I'm glad he didn't even say the president. Then it would have seemed like he was throwing shade on Malcolm Brogdon. Um. <laughs> no, he's, he's specifically talking about Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> one individual. Uh, I, I mean, God bless Pop. I would vote for him for president, even though he obviously, um, you know, drinks a lot of wine in his off time and maybe isn't always the most focused individual. He's, I, I, I appreciate him. I appreciate I mean, it. It's unsurprising though because is, aren't there rumors that Popovich like did work for the CIA or whatever? It wouldn't shock me. So he that's uh, what so, really set him off, right? Yeah, From going after his buddies. He is, he is a member of the deep state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Didn't he didn't he coach uh, didn't he coach at Deep State for a couple of years? <laughs> yeah, they're, Division they're basketball two basketball. program. It's it's sneaky good, guys. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, deep state, that's where Jesus Shuttlesworth uh didn't go. That's even true. Even though he had that orgy with Rick Fox, right? right. It was Deep State. <laughs> hey Deep State, are we sure they're good? Uh I think that was <laughs> That was Ball's Deep State, Joey. <laughs> uh, Doris Burke wished herself a happy Mother's Day. That was uh, great. That was a, It was such a fantastic moment, because Popovich gave her some kind of <laughs> shitty answer, and then she just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wish myself a happy Mother's Day and take the reprieve here. And it was very funny because Popovich, you can tell, kind of gears himself up to be extra surly for the game of that. And the front totally broke because he was ready. He was like so ready to give him like a cranky answer. And then she waved him off. And there's just a great moment where he's legitimately really surprised and happy. And they cut away immediately. But it's, it's a really great moment. Look it up. D. Burke. <laughs> She's the best. Oh, and uh, what else happened? Oh, Kobe had Kobe uh, met George R. R. Martin, guys. What the heck? Two of our greatest storytellers of all time. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> I think the important question here, though, is 
When are we going to get the pages, guys? When are we going to finish the most important fantasy saga of our generation? Well, it is. When are we going to get the end of Muse Cage? Yeah, I I was going to (laughs) say it is interesting because uh, the show Muse Cage has now caught up with the book Muse Cage. So (laughs) we're all. (laughs) Anything is possible at this point. I think they're probably going to follow in the footsteps of Game of Thrones, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to also reflect elements from Kobe's personal life. It's going to be the Muse divorce, right? They had the red wedding, they had the purple wedding. This is the Muse divorce. That's that's what I'm calling it. (laughs) And then there's a video breakdown of how all the superstars have approached their divorces. Uh, studying video, studying legal precedent, uh, dividing up the assets in Canvas City. It'll be incredible. Who I'm gets excited. the children's choir? Uh, well, Kobe gets them on alternate weekends. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm just good. glad to see these two guys sharing their secrets and their knowledge and their understanding of narrative and, and uh, fantasy and, uh, you know, growing as artists. It's great. If Kobe really... was, if, if Kobe was in Game of Thrones, who, what house would he be in? Lannister. Yeah, he's... Slytherin. <laughs> uh, the, house, the house on Haunted Hill. Is that a house? <laughs> Anything else um, you want to talk about before we move on to there the There is... No, I want, yeah, uh, we need to talk a little bit more about the Eastern Conference final, uh, yeah, the Eastern Conference, I think, uh, because, first off, we didn't mention how fucking tight that John Wall shot was. It was very tight, let's move on. John Wall rules, but also, who do you guys have tonight for game seven? Oh, do I have? I mean, I'm going with the Celtics, baby. Celtics, huh? At home, at home, dog. What if they wear all black? Well, they do have black jerseys, and those are ugly. So if they do that, then they're fucked. If uh, that's they my show caveat. up in funeral clothes, are, if they show up in funeral clothes again, are you more confident or less confident? Way less confident. <laughs> yeah, if they wear fu- whoever wears funeral clothes loses. That's that's my prediction. I what if they the wizards well, are all white, like they're going to heaven? That would be. I we're ascending to the finals. <laughs> I thought they were going to – I I was totally confident that the Celtics were going to win Game 7, actually, until I saw a quote from Avery Bradley yesterday where he was talking about how they can beat the Cavs. And I was like, oh, this is the kind of shit that pisses John Wall off. (laughs) Yep. Uh, You don't fucking – you don't look past your opponent. That is such a – that's such a Brad Stevens thing to do. Brad Stevens is the devil. (laughs) He should get (laughs) – he should go to the game with wearing some pants that have had the ass burned off of him because he's on the hot seat, right? <laughs> yeah, he's getting fired, right, guys? It's his fault that they're going to lose this series, possibly. It's not Danny Ainge's fault, not at all. Man, Avery Bradley has been really, really good in this series. He's scoring so many points, it's crazy. That's I didn't crazy. know he I'm had it in him. I'm, for the record, I'm taking the Wizards game seven. I'm doing it. I'm Good doing choice. it. Except that, your that Avery Bradley quote, it's wrong. 
I, 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 I want to stand behind my initial pick that the Celtics were going to win this series. Which is what I said way back in the day, like a week ago. And uh, I want to I be true to my school, man. I am reluctantly also going to pick the Celtics because I really hope that they lose. I feel like the Wizards are a much more watchable oh, and, yeah, uh, playable team, but uh, I don't know. I mean, do you, the real question is, does someone say the N-word to Kelly Oubre? <laughs> yeah, Kelly Olenek. Oh, that's him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna whisper it like Johnny Cochran. <laughs> right? Don't you think? Like like Johnny Cochran and Christopher Dart just whispering it to him at the free throw line, trying to get him to fight, and then he knows he knows all those fat white people are gonna really boo the crap out of Kelly Oubre. And that'll throw <laughs> things into chaos. It's, re- it's it's sad that this series has to end with a basketball game because if this was the old West it would end and pistols at dawn, and that's the only way to solve the problem <laughs> is for someone to get shot in the face. All right, so more importantly, <laughs> Hamilton our, style. Yeah, that's right. A dot Ham. You might have seen him on the, on Steph Curry's hat. Uh, so the Warriors have been kind of cruising through the playoffs so far, both in real life and in, in our fantasy matchups every week. I don't know how they did last week with with Becky Garcia. Who did they face? Uh, uh, they star. faced a team, yeah, a team headed by Freddy Krueger, oh, uh, the shit. horror all stars, the uh, Dream Warrior. Won. Oh God, the yeah, Warriors yeah. versus the Dream Warrior. Good Lord, <laughs> I wish I was there for that one. He had he he was not getting a ton of help from his front court of Michael Myers, Leatherface, <laughs> and uh, Jason. Did they play basketball? <laughs> they did play they basketball. They did play basketball. Oh, no. <laughs> so the Warriors won, right? Uh, yeah. In seven, though. In seven, though. It was tough. Yeah, that would be tight. I mean, there's some there's some casualties along the way, I imagine, but uh, they gutted it out. Saza Pachulia. They literally the gutted it out. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I feel like this week is going to be a hard one for the Warriors. I think this is really going to be a tough matchup for them. It's the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors versus just Kathy Bates from the movie Misery. Yes. <laughs> also shattered someone's ankle, famously. Uh, James Conn's ankle. So should it just this just be a one-on-one matchup between Zaza and Kathy Bates to see who can shatter a man's ankle more effectively? Yeah, it's either that or it's got to be five different... Uh... Five different Kathy Bateses, five cabins, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's either Kathy Bates versus Zaza in an ankle-breaking contest, or she has the entire starting five uh, kidnapped in her cabin, and uh, she's got to make them play a 48-minute... They have to replay the NBA Finals because she didn't like how it turned out. Oh, I mean, you Thank know... You. You know which one I'm picking. The latter, maybe. They're all locked in the cabin with her. Uh-huh. And so they need to come up with a scenario in which they win yeah. the game. Because her favorite character, Steph Curry, died at the end of that series. She saw mm-hmm. the tombstones on LeBron's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so how do the Warriors craft a better story than the block? 
Fo 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 baby. Saying they sweep through the playoffs. <laughs> That's the story. That's not compelling at all. It has to be compelling in addition to it being a, a happy ending for the Warriors, right? Yeah. They need to have some. They need to have some struggles. You guys are are creative types. You live in Hollywood. You understand what it takes to tell a story and to make it uh, popular and, and engaging. So let's start. I think I think the beginning of their story is really interesting. You know, Steph gets hurt. Uh-huh. Steph gets hurt in that first series, and it's like, well, is he going to be okay? This is a you know your classic first act, second beginning of second act crisis. Uh-huh. How are they going to solve it? Who steps up well, on think, that team? Then I think what ends up happening is you know Curry is is. They're they're all trying to visit the Denver Nuggets and all have a series of mishaps that leave them injured. Uh, Curry has one of his Curry twos uh, just collapse because of the pressure of uh, all the cyberbullying, and he turns his ankle. So he's got a, that that's that's man versus nature right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I like it. Classic uh, trope. Classic narrative trope. Uh, Clay gets addicted to this uh, electronic gas mask that that puts weed into it. That's man versus machine. <laughs> yeah, right? this is like a sci-fi kind of deal. Ooh. Uh-huh. And then Zaza, Zaza and KD have the conflict that comes from him, uh, from Zaza knocking KD out. That's man against man, but also brother against brother. Whoa. The original story. Yeah. Kane versus Abel. And yeah. then, and then the Draymond Green story is a man against institutions. He's he's oh. against the NBA and and Nike and common decency. Those are all the things <laughs> that he's fighting. This reminds me of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, one of my favorite books of all time. Very nice, very nice. This is I like what you're pitching right now, Joey. Anything, anything to add to this? Any notes? Studio notes here. Um, see, I was going to take it a different way, a more metaphorical way, and also more in the history of uh, Stephen King, the author of Misery. Interesting. Um, I was thinking they write a version of It where none of them can remember uh, the monster that is clearly LeBron James. Uh, defeating them 3-1. Like, they all are, like, they're all grown up, and they're like, wow, why? I keep having these dreams about a, a big monster chasing down and blocking a breakaway layup of mine, but I, I can't remember it actually happening. Well, And, and then yeah. they get to the NBA Finals, and it's just a giant spider. That oh, they have to beat. Yeah, because he's four games. He, he's very <laughs> versatile. Well, and leading up to the finals, they keep saying because, like Pennywise, the clown LeBron can reinvent himself. Sometimes he's sometimes he's old man LeBron. Sometimes he's uh-huh. uh, cool guy LeBron. Is that one of the LeBrons? Yeah. Uh, sometimes child he's LeBron. Kim LeBron. Sometimes he has more hair or less hair, depending uh-huh. on... Yeah, yeah. they're, they're the like, oh, it can't be the same guy. This guy uh, looked like he had fresh hair plugs. And the other guy's like, no, <laughs> this guy was just wearing a triple-sized headband. It must be a different person. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, because it is kind of like it, because they sort of did end up getting shoved into a sewer and fucked in that finals. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. How do they they overcome the spider and the crazy lady in the end? Well, I mean, in the... The story, you know, has to end with it with Steph Curry stabbing the spider with a sword that he finds <laughs> underneath the um, the bowels of Oracle Arena, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, where did I put that sword? And it's you know, Baron Davis keeps walking around saying, "Where did I put that sword?" Uh-huh. I don't know why it's Baron Davis. <laughs> it just well, is. Well, you, know, you get a We Believe Warrior in there, and he's like, "See, I was saying, I was thinking it would be David Blatt." Oh, and you know what's funny? The Cavaliers have a sword in their logo. Yeah, I think it, huh. I think it turns out that he's Steph keeps trying to hit a dagger. Like he's he's like that's what I need. Like you got to stab this guy. Got to hit these daggers. And finally, he's you know at a timeout, end of end of the fourth quarter of Game Seven, Dubs are down by a point, and at the timeout. He's distracted by two shadowy figures. It's David Blatt and Baron Davis. They tell him the dagger was inside him the whole time. And he elevates, and he has to dunk on LeBron. Oh. Oh. Here Baron we go. Baron Davis style. Yeah. And then he's I love it. And then he pulls up his shirt, and he reveals he's wearing an Under Armour girdle. <laughs> I think we put our heads together and we created a pretty compelling story. Yeah. I got to say the Warriors escape with their lives. I think Zaza's going to break her ankle. Oh. <laughs> After they're released, yeah. he just gets kind of chippy. And he just... He's like, I let you go. He's like, it was an accident. And then they leave. <laughs> so there we go, guys. Another win for the Warriors. I wow. mean, they're still undefeated. In, in all of space and time, in the entire universe, both mystical and realistic, they are undefeated. I'm just happy for the town of Derry, honestly. <laughs> Aren't we all? All right, guys. Well, that was another episode. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter and... Uh, Probably going to San Antonio this weekend to go see the Spurs get swept. Asawi. Are you <laughs> gonna wear funeral? Are you gonna wear funeral clothes to the Riverwalk? I actually was thinking about wearing my black suit both nights. That's great. I love it. Uh, and see if anyone notices. I'm dressed for a funeral, y'all. <laughs> um, John, anything to promote? Uh, got a bunch of stuff on Yard Barker this week about the playoffs. Yardbarker.com. And uh, see me in San Francisco on Saturday, May 20th at Nightlife on Mars. In, Boom, uh, there it is. In the fight eye. Yeah. Huge. Uh, and let me remind you all that uh, if we get to 50 reviews sometime before Five-star reviews, not 50 five, reviews. 50 five-star reviews. Well, we're not doing too hot. Maybe we should uh, expect less from these people. No. But, all right. We're fine. expecting more. 50 five-star reviews. On iTunes, we'll get you all a bonus episode featuring me, Sean, and Joey doing commentor- commentary commentary over the film My Giant, which, as you know, is an instructional video about the dangers of white slavery. Mm-hmm. So, please, just get to it, man. 
It will take you five seconds. I know there are more listeners out there than have done reviews. I'm troubled. I'm concerned, and I want you guys to give back to your fellow man. Everybody's dying for this, and the only one standing in the way of the world having us talk over my giant is you. Yeah. You, you're, you, specifically you, that's listening to this right now. You are the problem, period. Joey, anything to promote? <laughs> Um, yeah, I will be at, um, Doc's Lab in San Francisco hosting Picture This, where cartoons and stand-up comedy collide. What? Uh, I love both of those things. May 27th, I think? I don't know, tickets are available. It's May 27th, it is, yeah. Yeah, um... Maybe I'll be there, guys. Maybe, maybe I'll be there because there'll be basketball going on in Oakland, and I can stop by. Who knows? It could be a special special rock reunion. Uh, Hey, where can where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where uh, this. Oh man, he hasn't tweeted anything good in a while. Uh, Where this week he I tweet. Excuse me, I tweeted. Yeah, keep Um, keep, he's saying characters. (laughs) Yeah. uh, have y'all checked out the band I man- manage at Astro Lasso? Please like their page. Oh, please don't like their page. <laughs> uh, but what you should do is trust the process and shut it down. Let's out. go home and uh, be be bold. Be, be bold, When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.